You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast with Saima Ali, MD, episode number one. Assalamu alaikum. I'm so excited to be starting this journey with you all. The Wealthy Muslim Woman. First of all, why the title Wealthy Muslim Woman? Wealth is defined as an abundance of valuable possessions, plentiful supply of a particular desirable thing. And what is more valuable and desirable than love and patience? You, my friends, are already rich, filled with love and patience and all the other good virtues that there are. We have so much love for our parents, for our siblings, for our kids, and sometimes, just sometimes, for our husbands as well. And of course, people of any religion or culture are welcome to listen in and chime in But I wanted to concentrate on Muslim women because I can relate the most to the cultural, the values, uh, you know, our teachings that we had growing up uh, surrounding money and around finances. Um, I feel like we have so many misconceptions and so many, you know, misunderstanding, so much misunderstanding around money uh, that I want to clarify and discuss and learn to improve with you all. So this will be a journey to learn to accumulate money because money is amazing. However, money is not our end goal just for the sake of having more money. We want to accumulate money so we can live fulfilling lives, happier, with time for ourselves, our kids, and our friends. Time to exercise, time to eat right, and time to just live healthier, happier lives. So it's more than just about money. It's learning about secrets of feeling like we've lived an accomplished life. I have been reading so much lately and working on improving my own life. And I'm just very eager to share this work with you and, you know, share what works and what doesn't work. And the secrets are out there. Oh my God, I cannot believe it that we learn so many non-essential things in traditional schooling system, but never things that matter the most, like learning how to deal with our emotions, learning how to do a budget. Learning, you know, how to do taxes. These are all essential things that I wish we had learned in high school or in colleges. And life would just have been so much easier. My goal is to keep this podcast very concise. 10 to 15 minutes per week. I want to give high yield information in very short frame of time. Uh, Because seriously, who has the time? But for our first session, I will leave you with a lot more questions and answers. We will answer these questions in the upcoming episodes. Feel free to email me your questions or any feedback you have at wealthymuslimwoman at gmail.com. Now let's talk about some characteristics of, of successful people. So people who have money, they work smart, not necessarily hard. They make their money work for them. So their money is growing while they're sleeping, while they're out there playing golf or doing other things like traveling and concentrating on their hobbies. They know how to invest their money and make their money grow without doing much work. Also, believe it or not, wealthy people don't live in expensive houses. Don't be house poor, my friend. Don't be competing with the Jonases. Did you know that a person whose net worth is around $1 million 
usually lives in a house that's worth around 200k. With more expensive houses, you have higher taxes, you have higher utility expenses, and you have higher maintenance costs. Um, and then, of course, when you're living in most expensive, rich area houses, you need to have more expensive furniture, you need expensive landscaping, and expensive cars to go with that. Alhamdulillah, we are very lucky. I'm married to like an amazing, hardworking guy. Um, we love buying houses that are fixer-uppers. And then fixing them basically from scratch. Uh, it gives our home more of an emotional value. And trust me, living in bigger houses, more expensive houses, does not bring more happiness. In the beginning, your house may be most of your assets, maybe your house may be the highest asset that you have. Uh, but eventually, your house should be about 5 to 10% of your total wealth. Um, so it should be very minute. Uh, part of your net worth and another secret is that the best things in life are usually free spending time with your family going to your local park going on a hike in the morning they're beautiful experiences and you get to spend quality time with your kids and with your family and it's usually free going to more expensive restaurants the food doesn't taste any better uh, you could pay hundreds of dollars more, uh, but the food is going to taste... Uh, honestly, I don't like the food at more expensive restaurants. It doesn't compare um, to other restaurants that you go to. What it comes down to is just prestige, not really happiness. So you're not going to enjoy those things more. It's not going to make you happier, but it's just a matter of prestige. And, you know, another thing that rich folks do is they pay themselves first. Remember taxes? Uncle Sam, he takes away your money before it even gets to your bank account. Uh, before 1943, Americans were getting 100% of their money uh, that they earned. So you would, uh, the company, your employer would not hold your taxes and they would pay you everything that you worked for. Uh, and then you had to pay taxes each year in the spring. However, what Uncle Sam realized very soon is that people were spending their money even before they could pay their taxes. So people were basically poor by the time it was Uncle Sam's uh, turn to get the money. So the government became smart and they said, hey, you know what? We're going to take our share first. And that's what you should be doing. You should be paying yourself first, thinking of yourself first. You can beat Uncle Sam by putting money in pre-tax retirement accounts. These accounts are like 401ks, um, other IRAs. And this money gets taken out before Uncle Sam gets it or before you get it. And it's saved for you and invested for you. Uh, Tax-free, you haven't paid any tax on, on this money yet. And it's when you retire at 65, that's when you'll start paying tax on some of this money. Um, there's some that you could save and still not pay tax uh, at the end, even when you retire. So we'll talk about those things as well. Uh, but the point is that when you're 65 and when you're retired, your income is likely going to be low. Uh, so you're going to be paying much lower in taxes. Uh, so I have some homework for you. Yes, there'll be some homework uh, at the end of each uh, session. The first assignment I have for you is to calculate your net worth. I'll want you to do this every month for the next couple of months at least. 
Um, so net, the way you calculate your net worth is, um, you know, you just get a balance sheet and you're going to write down all your assets. So everything that you own, um, everything that you own. And if you could sell today, how much money you would get back. So if you have a car, if you were going to sell that car, uh, how much could you sell it for? Um, a house, how much equity do you have in the house right now? How much cash do you have sitting in a bank? And then after you have calculated all your assets, I want you to calculate all your debt. How much do you owe in credit card debt? How much do you owe in student loans? How much do you owe anybody else, your parents, your friends, uh, anybody? So I want you to calculate that. And then you're going to take your assets and deduct your liabilities from it. And that will be your net worth. And for some of you, that may be negative. Uh, unfortunately, especially if you've gone to higher level of education and you have a lot of student loans, uh, your net worth may be negative. Uh, and that's okay. We're going to learn how to get out of debt. And each month, you know, as time goes on, when we're going to be doing our balance sheet again, we want to decrease our liabilities and we want to see increase in our assets. And then I want you to answer some questions for yourself. These are questions you could just write down and start writing whatever comes to your mind as answers. Uh, you don't have to share with anybody, but I'd love to see your answers. And if you want you know, my feedback about it, I'd love to provide that to you. So some of the questions to think about is, what are some thoughts that come to your mind when you think about money? Write them down. You know, What were you taught about money when you were growing up? What did your parents say about money? You know, did were you encouraged to save money? Were you encouraged to open up a bank account when you were young? And you know, did you have a piggy bank? Uh, what what were your thoughts and what were you being taught about money when you were growing up? Uh, what do you think about money? Do you think it's it's hard to obtain it, or or money is uh, something that's easy to get? How much money would make you happy? You know, what, what is your desired number uh, of wealth? Would would $100,000 make you happy? Would a million dollars make you happy? You know, what what is your number? What, what number would you want to see yourself at? And then most important, uh, this is really important, uh, what will you do if you gain all that money? So let's say tomorrow, you know, you want to have a million dollars and tomorrow you're going to have that million dollars. What is your life going to be like? What will you do? What will you think? And, you know, what changes would you make to your life? And, you know, we're going to discuss how a lot of these things, a lot of these changes that you were desire to have and you have more money, um, most of those things you can do right now. So we'll get more into that. Uh, so that's the assignment for today. And uh, inshallah, I'll speak to you all soon. And I'm really excited. And I can't wait to just talk about uh, next week. Next week, we're going to talk about our beliefs, you know, what we were taught and how to change our beliefs if we need to change our beliefs about money. So that's all coming up next week. All righty. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.